listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 96, where we will be discussing fan theories for the Wicked Powers. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And Amanda's. And I won't stop saying my name like yep. that. <laughs> and Amanda still has a baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How was your week? It was okay. We're feeling better. You're all on the mend. Yeah. Good. So, um, I do have a little antidote for you. <gasps> Ooh, I can't wait. I, I don't know. Okay. I finally figured out a way to describe my anxiety in a story. Uh-huh. And it's really um, special because, uh-huh. you know, it's hard to put that into words. So, yesterday... We went, um, obviously, we still have a COVID-positive child that's in quarantine. Uh-huh. So we got in the truck and we're like, let's just get out of the house and drive, right? Yeah. Go somewhere where there's nobody at. We went out to the woods. There's nobody there. Yeah. Whatever. On the way back, the, my coffee hit me, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm not going to make it home. Oh, God. Because we live far away. So I was like, I'll just stop at my work and use the bathroom, right? This is perfect. And um, I work in a warehouse, so there's a bunch of dudes. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so we go in, and I go back, and I go to the bathroom. And you know, I don't know about you, but you can tell. You can feel it when it's going to be noisy, right? <laughs> okay. You, sure. Do you know what I'm talking sure. about? You got, like, yeah. bubble guts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just flush the toilet. As I'm making the sound, so that way nobody will hear it, right? Because it's a singular bathroom in the middle of a warehouse. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then obviously I had to flush it again. And then as I was leaving, I was like, eh, I'll flush one more time because make sure everything's gone. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, someone's going to be outside the door and they're going to be like, why is she flushing so many times? Uh I need to make sure that I make a joke about having to poop. So that way, when I leave, I won't have to feel about if people are talking about me or not. So I'm stressing out about flushing too much. Got to make the joke. Go outside, make the joke about pooping. Uh I had to come and stop at my work on my day off to poop. And then maybe three minutes later, one of the delivery drivers comes back and goes into the bathroom. And my anxiety is like, oh, my God, what if you didn't flush the toilet? And there's going to be poop in there. And everybody knows that you were the last person in the bathroom when I literally just was stressing out about flushing the toilet too much. (laughs) And I had a moment. And so it's just like every time that you let your guard down, it's just in the background. Like, um, gosh. It's like, hey, gotcha, bitch. Hey, hey, did you do that? Hey, 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 you. Psst. Hey, hey, I know you feel really good right now, but hey, wouldn't it totally suck if, if, if you didn't flush the toilet? Hey, hey, you. Hey. Regardless of what it is, like I was on a work call and I had to, it was, I was driving into work and I was on a Zoom conference call. So I basically just had the thing up and. I was watching the road. So it was almost just like it was and it was playing over my speakers or whatever. Yeah. And like like a regular conference call because you're not using the video portion. Sure. Yeah. Right. And I had the video turned on. Right. For some reason. I don't know. But I just wasn't really looking at it. And you could tell the moment 
my brain was like, did you shut the garage door? Because <laughs> it happens every time on my drive into work. And it's a random place when it decides to pop up in the back of my head. But I just went. <laughs> and they were like, what's wrong? Are you okay? It's like, nope, just, just wondering if I close my garage door. <laughs> All right over here. Everything's good on the home front. So, uh, anything else going on this week? No? No. We, Jason and I just had to get, uh, we had to go get COVID tests. Um, we don't have any symptoms or anything, but there was an exposure at his work. Um, and, uh, two people in his, uh, department, uh, test positive over the weekend. So we had to go get tested. So we'll see what's up. Um, we're, we're vaccinated and Jason got his, uh, booster like two weeks ago. So I, I was, uh, going to get my booster soon. Um, they just gave the, whatchamacallit, the okay for all adults in Washington. So I got to, because he um, has diabetes. Did you switch? Huh? Did you mix? No, he got he he got Moderna because that's what they had. Okay, and that was because our... you guys got Moderna the first time, and then yeah. you, his booster was also Moderna. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's diabetic, so he was able to get it before me because of his pre-existing conditions. So, well, that's the other thing. I was like, was so when I talked to the county health department or whatever, because mm-hmm. they were asking like where Audrey, because they called me because Audrey tested positive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, like when William tested, like we obviously didn't send her to school or whatever. And they said that you're, um, you can be infectious two days, but usually it's two days before you start showing symptoms is when you're infectious. Mm -hmm. And then um, usually like once you are infected, it takes about three days to show symptoms. So if he's fine by like Tuesday, I wouldn't worry. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what um, the doctor said when we went in to get tested she she's like if it comes back negative you you guys are both fully vaccinated so like you're you're good unless you get unless symptoms arise and then you know you need to quarantine and test again and you know whatever she's like but Mm -hmm. if it comes back negative you guys are vaccinated you're fine to like live your life just be cautious for the next 14 days if you notice anything like a sore throat or you know whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah Fun stuff, fun stuff. So I don't know. We'll we'll find out tomorrow whether uh, Thanksgiving will be happening. So, <laughs> right. <clears throat> I was like, well, I'm glad I haven't bought like I haven't grocery shopped because we were gonna do Friendsgiving on Saturday. Um, uh-huh. So I'm, I'm like, I I have my turkey because I I ordered that from the farm early, but it's in the freezer, so it'll keep. If I if I if I need uh-huh. to do like an an early Christmas party instead with, and we're just gonna eat turkey. <laughs> Uh-huh. We went to Fred Meyer yesterday and um we got like an 11 pound turkey cuz it's just us. Mm-hmm. Cuz all the Audrey's last day of quarantine will be the 26th, mm-hmm. which is Friday. Right. And um we're off quarantine now, Omar and I and William are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hers is just later cuz she she got infected so late or whatever. Right. Um but we just my mom doesn't want to take the chance and I completely Oh, like, 100%. I cool with yeah. it. She's got like COPD and like all this other stuff. Like it's fine. Um, cause you can, they recommend 14 days, mm-hmm. but you, you're okay on 10. So right. she's like, yeah, let's just do Christmas. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but I was surprised I had everything I wanted. I know that's what I've been stressed out about, but I was like, if I'm going to do it on Saturday, I don't want to get all of the shit like a week and a half in advance. Like, 
especially right the now. Roles. Yeah. Because things are just not great. Like in terms of like produce and stuff, like the quality is just uh-huh. not really great right now. I got the last thing of celery there. Yeah. Which I'm sure they'll get restocked again, but you know, who knows? But like, um, the rolls, the best buy, like the date is on Thanksgiving. Mm. You know, so I put them in the fridge so they'd last a little bit longer or whatever, right. hopefully. Yeah. But, um, that was the thing that freaked me out. So I got an, an a defrosted turkey because mm-hmm. they didn't have any frozen turkeys. They were completely out. Oh, wow. All the Kroger ones, because it was like if you spend over 150 bucks, you get a free turkey or whatever. All the turkeys were gone. Oh, wow. So they had like Ginny-O mm-hmm. frozen or thawed turkeys. And I was like, this feels wrong. It does feel like, wrong. Like, it's supposed to go in the sink and defrost. Like, I don't. <laughs> well, and then so or I had to call my mom and I was like, okay, so the date on the turkey says 12-4. So, like, I shouldn't need to worry about putting it in the freezer or defrosting it or whatever. I can just pop it in the fridge yeah. until... 12-4 if I needed to. Yeah. It just seems like such a long time for it to still be good in the fridge. Right. And she was like, the date, yes, that's what the date means. <laughs> it's like, okay. You're like, but this seems, this seems wrong somehow. How, how could well, it and I was gonna make, Dude, and I was going to make like homemade stuffing like we talked yeah. about. And I was just like, what's the point if it's just the four of us? Like, that's, that's a lot. I know. It's, it's so, like, I love putting in a lot of effort to make like a really great meal and like personally for myself I really enjoy cooking from scratch it's for me it's like exciting that I got to like make all of the things that go with all of the components or whatever like I don't know it's more for me than anybody else a hundred percent but it's hard when yeah you're right there's just like less it's like it's more rewarding when there's more people to enjoy it you know Uh and my husband god bless him he eats whatever I put in front of him he he's not he's not a complainer he's not you know he he's not picky in like a super like annoying way like he just has his preferences and stuff like Uh the salt pepper ketchup thing but uh but he's also not like super animated and I'm like, I need validation. Okay. Your family's Italian. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're not making noises, like then are you even enjoying it? Like uh-huh. <laughs> what's happening? So my brother-in-law, Michael is, uh, like he is the perfect person to feed. He will eat anything you make and he will loudly and jubiously express how amazing it is and how he has never had anything better in his entire life. And I'm like, I don't care that you're probably lying. Like this makes me feel good. And I will cook you for you at any point you want me to cook for you. <laughs> right. Come have breakfast with me. Come eat. For real. <laughs> like, and then I, I look at my husband, I'm like, this is the kind of response you have when someone cooks for you. <laughs> it's like that meme where it's like how my husband expects me to react after he mows the grass. This is nice. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. exactly. Do that when I make you food. Exactly. I need the the whole like parade, the pomp and circumstance. Like, yes. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, it must be great to be you. Your wife makes you such good food. Right? 
I do. I, I do say that to him sometimes. I'm like, wow. I do too. You're such a lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Going from someone who, who can't cook to then marrying someone who cooks for you all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Why don't we cut the chit chat and uh, kick things off by going over our write-ins from last week? I liked it a lot. Okay, so last week we got some write-ins. Um, okay, here is one from Killer Penguin. Um, here's a late blooming theory on my in my head. Uh, what if Chain of Thorns blows the lid off and ties into the last trilogy, um, and sets the Shadowhunter world on its ear? I think there is a lot left unanswered in the last trilogy in my opinion the repeated mention of the specific hour the shit hit the fan for one thing uh what if there was a way to save annabelle and avoid all the deaths at the end uh and what if lucy and the merry band uh had something or and the merry thieves had something to do with it cortana can cut dimensional holes why not time Ooh, I hadn't thought. Okay, when I started researching theories, because like most of my theories were like Instagram theories, which are basically just all about the ships and not about the plot. Uh And so when I started digging into theories about the Wicked Powers, I was like, my head got exploded. I was like, what? But this is a really interesting, like, I don't know if like it would necessarily happen like that, but it's an interesting thing to think about is like, just because we think we know how things went doesn't mean that something else couldn't have happened and like you know what I mean like uh-huh or maybe the timeline changes like maybe that's part of like Thule and and that whole thing like what if shit starts well, maybe fucking up why... our stuff <clears throat> uh-huh or maybe that's why like things aren't in the past it's the what is that called <laughs> oh my god i can't think my life sorry uh-huh hold on the mandela effect that's what i'm trying to say oh yeah it's like that that's why it's like you think you remember it this way with the stuff but it's wrong right and it's because of that or whatever i don't know i feel like i remember reading chain of gold And obviously, I really, really liked it. And I was like, oh, Amanda could read this because there's no, like, the books don't tie in. There's no plot or whatever. (laughs) But then you get to Chain of Iron. Uh And obviously, it's not. But some people don't think that it's a big enough spoiler to not read them in out of his, like, timeline order as in far as, like, timeline from when it started. Yeah, I'm definitely in the camp of, like, you can reread in chronological order of, like, the actual time setting. But uh-huh. I think first read, it, I, I think the best way to do it is publishing order. Or yeah. or if not publishing order, then order of events in terms of, like, the way. Okay, so, like, spoilers. Obviously, this right. whole thing is spoilers. I guess we should put that in the beginning. Yeah, we know that. You guys already know. But anyway, when I read Lady Midnight for the first time, I hadn't read Tales from the Shadowhunter <gasps> Academy. 
And you were like, oh, my God, George. And I was like, who? And I did not care. It was just like some rando dude. And it wasn't impactful for uh-huh. me because I hadn't read Tales from the Shadowhunter Academy yeah. first. So was I able to read it and still understand the story? Absolutely. Did it have the same emotional impact? No. No. I Not even remotely. Okay. We want to. Okay. Hold on. We're going to sidebar here because we're going to talk about fucking George Lovelace because that boy, I was like, cause I, I read, I read that, um, before I, I read the one that you just said. Uh-huh. You read Tales of the Shadowhunter Academy first. Yes. Thank you. Fuck my brain. Um, and he destroyed me. I did not for one second believe that he was going to die. I was thoroughly convinced that he had enough plot armor that like totally it was going to be somebody else. And that shook me. I sobbed like a fucking maniac. I loved George so bad. And for him to die such a horrible death that was so unfair to who he was as a person. Like, uh-huh. I missed all of that. Yeah. Because I didn't read it first. Yeah. There's, I mean, not that I wanted to cry, but no. remember, I can't remember what book I read you and I still saw you a picture and I'm literally tears running down my face. I'm like, don't mind me. Just listening to the Shadowhunter Chronicles. I think it was, wasn't it, um, it wasn't, was it? I think it was the last of the Dark Artifices. I think so. I think it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. I will I will say the the deaths in the Shadow Hunters that surprised me the most and had the most uh, that surprised me the most were the ones that had the most emotional impact on me. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, George um Raphael did not expect that. Did not uh-huh. expect Raphael to die. Um uh Lu- uh Livy that was fucking out of yeah. left field. I did not see that. Co- I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Uh-huh. And then Robert immediately after, which I I didn't, I guess I had not like, I didn't consider Robert to be a big enough player to really like be a worthy kill, I guess. But then he died and I was shook. And I was like, why am I crying about Robert right now? I don't because <laughs> you think of the impact it has on Izzy and Alec like they yeah. lost their little brother and their dad yeah. like yeah. yeah for sure yeah he definitely yeah he wormed his way in there without me knowing uh-huh I was like wait what the fuck is Robert Lightwood doing in my heart I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay we did sidebar but back to that oh, theory yes. so sorry so they're always very good at like nuggets of everything kind of like spread across the whole Shadow Hunter universe. Mm-hmm. And I think it would by be naive not to think that the last book in the last hours won't some way tie oh, to the wicked powers or to something in the dark artifices or whatever. A hundred percent. And if it's Cortana, that would make sense because Emma has Cortana too. Yeah. That's such a yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. So, okay. So, um, our next write-in is from Anton. Um, 
Oh, uh, giving us a, a little bit of fill in um, because we have not read the secrets of Black Blackthorn Hall yet. Um, the series Cassie's doing on Tumblr. Um, but uh, he he makes note that uh, Cassie makes a reference that at some point in recent Shadowhunter history, it was in vogue to create aspirational family trees of matches they hoped would happen or wish had happened. Um, and these fake family trees apparently uh, make researching uh, the past very difficult as it becomes hard to tell what was the real history. Uh, most people see this as at least part of the explanation for why the family tree is so messed up, which, okay. Yes. We, we knew that the, there was something possibly in, inaccurate that they, they couldn't necessarily be trusted. Um, uh, and Anton goes on to say, uh, so I totally buy that Matthew would be scrubbed from the records for some reason. And I, I do too that like, because the, the theory is that something tragic is going to happen to Matthew. Um, because he's not in any of the stuff, you know. But there is there is no Fairchild family tree in, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Clockwork Princess. So they're not in the family tree. It's like Harrendales and uh, Lightwoods and Blackthorns, I believe. Anton went to, went on to say uh, a lot of the Matthew theories are simply based on him being an unstable character who is bound to fuck up massively. Amen. <laughs> uh, the question is just how massively is he going to fuck up uh, and what the consequences will be, which is totally true. So, yeah, I don't know. The last hours. Okay. Chain of Thorns is going to be fucking I don't, wild. There's no family tree in my Oh, okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hardback. Cool. But the thing I was going to say is if, to me, when there's information like that in there, yeah. like if there's a family tree in Clockwork Princess, in my head, it's a family tree from the point that the book was written. Uh-huh. And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, probably people are mad at Charlotte. For what? Just for, like... The way she's running the Institute and, like, all this other stuff, potentially. So maybe mm. they just skipped the Fairchild out for that reason. Oh, gotcha. Like, maybe the Minute B didn't want her, you know. Oh, gotcha. On record or something. You never know. You never know. I just don't want anything to happen to Matthew. I'm trying to think of every single little thing that I can. Yeah. I To make it's that gonna It's going to be sad. It's going to be. Wh whatever happens is going to be fucking horrible. Um, oh, and the last thing, um, uh, Anton, uh, wrote in about was, uh, the, oh, uh, the Blackthorns ended up move, uh, ended up in LA because Andrew Blackthorn moved there after he and his brother escaped fairy. Um, it's the, from the wiki, uh, the tales from the shadow hunt, uh, hunter chronicles story, pale Kings and princes. Um, I forgot about that. I did, but just because Andrew Blackthorn moved to LA in, you know, whatever the eighties or whenever, I, I have no idea when he moved there, but like later doesn't necessarily mean that the Blackthorns had never been there. There is mm -hmm. a possibility. So I'm, I'm not giving up hope. But the reason why um, Julian and them are there is because of that. 
Right, right, because that was his yeah. his his dad, and and we don't know how Malcolm ended up in L.A. So I still think, I still think that there there might be some water in that in that OG theory. There might there might be something there. We'll see. Um, we got another write in from Tiff Reads. Uh, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, yeah. We last week we had talked about the theory of the pair of it's parabatai bond possibly being why james or why matthew and james are are like you know both into cordelia and maybe that might be because james's feelings were suppressed and then you know went over to, to matthew or what have you um so tiff reads uh, wrote in um it made me wonder about will Jem, and tessa i'm not trying to say that each didn't have genuine feelings for Tessa on their own, but maybe as Will and Jem each grew to like Tessa more, their feelings intensified, and this then made the others' feelings intensify inadvertently through the parabatai bond. Like, maybe it was, like, not the reason they started liking her, but, like, almost like they were feeding off of, like, the same energy kind of a thing. I think that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it would depend on if the parabatai rune can right. push emotions or whatever. Because right. if it if it makes sense for James and Matthew, then it would make sense for yeah. Well, but there was Will the caveat Jim. of James was wearing a suppression, like to suppress his emotions. He was wearing the bracelet. So like maybe that right. like triggered it. But I mean, I feel like if that's possible, like. I mean, of course, these are just theories. We have no idea what's what's true. But if that would be possible, then this is not a far stretch that, like, maybe that would intensify. I don't know. It's very interesting, though. I think that is all of our write-ins. As it goes to last week. Yeah. For last week. Yeah, yeah. You know, I promised myself last week that I would be more organized with these, and I lied. I am not. So, apologies. Um, oh, there's that. So, there's that. All right. So, we wrapped up last week. Did you have anything that you thought of over the week for for the last hours that you wanted to bring up? Me? Yeah. Me? You? Um, I don't think so I don't I don't think I did either but who knows I might I might get some inspiration and you know yeah as we go through yeah yeah so okay let's take a trip to the future folks a future where the clave is divided Zara's in a bubble um Alec is console and to the new shadow hunter clan yes to to the new like uh voluntarily exiled shadow hunters okay like, so i have a Idris. dumb question yeah. so the half of the shadow hunters have locked themselves in idris correct which doesn't help them hunting shadows nope they cannot do which is they, what they're mandated to they do. cannot perform their mandate while all staying in idris yes Okay. And the other Hunters of Shadows are broken off. Alec is their leader. And they're in the States. Uh, 
they're they're not in this they're outside of Idris. So every all the shadow hunters outside of Idris are under Alex domain. Okay. So he's the I consul thought- for everybody else. Like they've just basically isolated Idris. So Zara and all her crazy people are inside a bubble basically. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 I got you. So cuz they didn't want to have a war so they thought maybe putting them in timeout would help i got okay yeah yeah, yeah. spoiler alert i don't think it's gonna work (laughs) no (laughs) so do you want to go get in to the first theory the first one i've got for you yes Um, So we got some delightful little uh, theories sent in from a Tumblr listener. um, Well, not a Tumblr. A listener who, because we're not on Tumblr. A listener who uses Tumblr. Right. Sent us in information. And that Tumblr handle is. Right. Amcara. I don't have it in front of me. I'm sorry. Or Kara. Kara. Am Kara. Am Kara. Um, Amkara. I don't know. They, they were very nice and tried to put it phonetically and we're still dumb. So here we yeah. are. This is this is the life we live, bud. Um, <laughs> so they sent us um, a, a bunch of really awesome theories. So the the first one that um, I, I picked out for us to discuss is. Um, so this is from the Fox and the Found on Tumblr. So what if in the end Tessa actually is the one who causes the destruction of the shadow hunters like Mortmain told her maybe to protect Kit or Mina or to end the war or maybe she closes the portals allowing demons to enter thus rendering the shadow hunters pointless now this pairs with another theory that I had read which mind you I up until this point I had only been reading the ships right so it's all like uh-huh. light light happy stuff none of like the what are what what's the bad shit that's gonna happen in the wicked powers right and I read a theory that said Jem and Tessa are gonna die together sacrificing themselves for the rest of the people and I was like it hit me so out of the blue because I was like they they have their happily ever after like they they went through their shit right uh-huh. but then I read that and I was like oh my god Oh, because a hundred percent, that is something Gem and Tessa would do. Uh-huh. A thousand percent. Like those are the kinds, like that's, that's a choice that they would make for themselves because those are the kinds of characters that they are. And that like, just realizing that even if they're not put in that position, realizing the fact that like they would fully just be like, gotta go, you know, I gotta save the world it broke my heart a little bit and then it kind of started scaring me because I was like oh god this is going to be the last series there's going to be some shit going down yeah I don't know like how are you gonna end it how, how are you gonna do that I don't know I don't know I'm scared I'm so scared <laughs> they're gonna pull like that always like okay obviously it's that time of year again where mm-hmm. my Harry Potter references start coming up because I watch them. But it's like Lupin and Tonks. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I was watching. Was um, and it just made me sad knowing what was going to happen. Well, also, like, Lupin and Tonks 
And then you fucking named your kid after Snape. <laughs> I I love Snape as a character. I think he's a fascinating character. Um I I don't believe he deserved the redemption arc that he got. He was still a dick to a child. Like almost like, all of the happened. adults in that fucking series are terrible and abusive to children. Like <laughs> so but but we just like ignore it? Like the Dursleys uh-huh. like get no punishment for being awful abusive people? Nope. Nope. It's fine. Nope. Yeah. Anyway. I Sorry. um I like the theory about Tessa closing the portals. Uh-huh. Just because that would make a true end. That would make sense. Yeah. That they wouldn't need to hunt shadows anymore. Yep. Or you could have the same characters in different problems or different situations. Right. And then you could start a whole nother series and not end my life. Right. You could do that. You could do that. Um, I do think that, do that we're going to get. I Okay. This is my personal theory. And this is just because this is an amalgamation of all the theories I've been reading over the last week. Uh-huh. Um, I think what's what we're going to see happen is in the wicked powers. I think you're going to have people from every series are going to come together and there's going to be like, they're all going to work together to do the big bad, right? Like to figure out the big bad and, and whatever it is, if it's closing the, the rift or if it's, you know, whatever, they're going to have to find a way to like bring all these people together. Cause they're going to need like a, a massive amount of power or something. So I think you're going to get like, <clears throat> Ash is going to be a big player. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I think Tess is going to be a big player because her, cause her and Jem adopted Kit and Kit is going to be a main character. So I think that they're, they're going to come into play. Um, uh-huh. Well, and you didn't see them much to me. It was surprising. Yeah. That we didn't see t- Tessa much in the Dark Artifices. Same. We established her character. Yep. We knew who she was from Infernal Devices. We had met her in the Mortal Instruments. And then she really wasn't there until Emma was like, oh, my God, I got to find Tessa. Yep. Because she was the only warlock left in Thule. Mm-hmm. So it's like then her character started coming out again. Yeah. So which obviously they were busy doing other things. Right. But I agree that she's going to be in this one a lot. Yeah, I think they're. they're I think be, she's going to be. Yeah, I. I just. I. I think they're going to play such a big role in Endgame because they are so. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, what we go, even got to see with like, uh, was it Ghost of the Shadow Market? I think. Elaborate. Um, when after, um, after the bridge, when when Jem comes back, and then him and Tessa are uh-huh. like basically out. Was that? I can't remember which book it was. It was it was when they were like searching for the heir and they found Kit's mom and tried to save her and like that whole thing. Like, when- uh-huh, that was in Ghost of the Shadow. Oh, okay, Market, that's I'm what I thought. Sure. Yeah. And she kept like she couldn't get out of her like change cycle. Right. right. Yeah. So I think like that's their vibe now is like they're the older like they're like special agents, right? Like if something really bad happens and they get sent out, but like they're like semi-retired, right? Like I feel like that's uh-huh. how, you know, they have Mina, they have Kit, they've settled like their personal histories. And so like the only time I think they're going to be brought back is if you need like 
you know the the napalm of guidance and of yeah exactly you, you you need like a big weapon you're like tessa gem need your guys's assistance <laughs> customer service at the bottle return <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think this is super f- possible. Um, yeah, how are you going to close out the Shadowhunters, right? Ugh, I don't know. Uh-huh. There's going to be so much political stuff too, which I'm I'm excited for. I'm excited to see one of my biggest gripes in fantasy is when you have right, like you have the tyrannical government or emperor or king or you know whatever it is like person of power you know the system Mm -hmm. of power that's like corrupt and then you have like your rebels you know and your chosen one or chosen ones or you know whatever it is and you know they're they're leading the revolution and everything and then it's like all this stuff happens the big battle happens the the revolution happens everything's great (sighs) amazing it really annoys me that like when that's the end and then they're like, Oh, we're just going to give you a little epilogue. Like, no, it's so much more complicated than that. You can't like unseat power. Like there's a giant void. There's a huge vacuum. And so you have to replace it with something. And that part of the resistance and rebellion and revolution and stuff is the most difficult and most mm-hmm. complicated and easiest to fuck up, right? So I'm excited that we got like the split happening in um TDA and then in the wicked powers we get to see how they fix it, right? How they build uh-huh. back better, right? So I I just I don't know. It's one of the things that bugs I also, me about sorry. Sorry. It, it's one of the things that bugs me about fantasy is it's like and then everything worked out. No, that's not no. Right. Let's let's see how how shit really plays out, you know? I really like the fact that um the to me it's like a lot of times there's the easy choice, right? Mm-hmm. So like obviously your alpha hero or whatever is Jace in the infernal sure. devices mm-hmm. or whatever. And it would be easy to put him as counsel and as this because he's like the alpha hero. I love that it's Alec because he is such a better choice. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's 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 so much more qualified. <laughs> right. Well, and he's yeah, he's a better choice and stuff. But it's nice that it wasn't just like almost fan service, but not fan uh-huh. service. Just like, oh, yeah, put the hot guy in power. Put, you know, right. whatever. He's such a better choice. So and I think that that's going to. I think that Alec has grown into a person. I feel like there's going to be some stuff that maybe he disagrees with with Magnus and everything, and you're going to see that sort of like. I agree. I think we're going to see. Well, because now when when we get to the Wicked Powers, Alec will be like 30, I think, almost, right? Because they're like, what, 25 now? I think. Because the kids were 12, and so like five years, 20. Yeah. They're. So, I mean, he's going to be in his late 20s at, at the very least uh-huh. when the Wicked Powers comes out. So, like, he's much more of, like, an adult in terms of, like, mm-hmm. experience and thinking. And now he's been running the console as he's been the console for, you know, a few years now and, you know, running shit. And I like the way that we saw Alec from all the way back from TMI 
we got to see like him making his choice to like kiss Magnus in City of Glass in front of everybody in the Accords Hall. Like uh-huh. that making that choice specifically, I feel like was the beginning of Alec becoming who he really is in terms of mm-hmm. a leader. Because up until that point, he was like he was the oldest, he was the responsible one, but Jace was the leader, right? Uh-huh. He he hung up, he hung back, but that was like the first time where I think he realized he could be the the trailblazer, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Like he could just be like, no, this is the way it's going to be. And then we saw how that affected Aline and um you know, Aline and uh, and Helen and Going through, as we've seen, as time has gone on through this series, we've seen, like, that moment grow and compound upon it itself. And when when Alec spoke up in uh, the Clave meeting and was, was like, no, this is, you know, we need to be reasonable. And, you know, the times that he felt... What am I trying to say? The, the times he felt the confidence to stand up and, and say his piece and he's always speaks well, right? Like, like he's never, uh-huh. he never says something incredibly stupid when he's in that position. And I think uh-huh. like just seeing how, how that added on, like every time he did something like that and then people would like look at him differently. And there was like this respect of like, he says what he means and he means what he says and he's not a hypocrite and and he'll back it up, you know, and mm-hmm. slowly seeing that kind of happen and then getting to the end and he gets named consul and it just it feels so much more satisfying as a reader because uh-huh. we got to see how he built to that. It wasn't just some random jump where he's like, you know, I'm I'm a uh-huh. main character in my own story. Like. <laughs> Right. That's and that's how it would feel for me if it was Jace. Exactly. Like just like a bleh. it felt earned. And the other thing with that, it's it's like that the shift of power, right? Mm-hmm. So Alex generation is the majority now. Mm-hmm. On top of it. So the people stuck in the old ways mm-hmm. and the old clave, they're bubbled up in Idris. Yeah. I mean, you there, know, and there so now still it's kind of like people in that Zara group and stuff. But yeah. Right. For the most part, like the antiquated views and a lot of the younger shadow hunters and shadow hunters don't live very long because they die because they fight demons. And so right. the majority of your population is going to be younger. Uh-huh. And so that's that's an interesting dynamic to consider when we're talking about like progressive change and stuff and the things that, uh-huh. you know, they're talking about doing. So with integrating think, downworlders sorry. and oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think in this one, like you're talking about the big baddies, I think it's going to be something, something, some force, someone or whatever that is not going to be, it's going to bring everybody together. You think like you're saying so like both sides of the clave? I think all like the werewolves and the vampires and, the, oh. you know, everyone's going to have to fight down together world, yeah. in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In downworld in order to like whatever the big bad is. Right. Cause- and I think that um, Fairy's going to have a redemption now that um, Kieran's there, obviously. Yeah. This is kind of a long one. However, 
This is regarding um, Drusilla's uh, card. So her, um, what's it called? Tarot card? Yes. Drusilla's tarot card. So Drusilla's tarot card um, is Mountain Ash. And the quote is, with me, you are safe. Um, so there's some fucking theories. This is from Wicked Flora on Tumblr. So in Norse and Celtic mythology, the first man and woman were forged from the ash tree and the rowan tree which is in parentheses mountain ash respectively the connection between these two was just too much for me not to obsess over so we're gonna go over a couple of these points that that this person made so oh they're they're digging deep on this theory so the blackthorns are from cornwall which um they're, they're connecting, um, may have a close link with like Celtic mythology and symbolism, which might be why she would use, why Cassie would use that. We know Cassie loves mythology and stuff like that in, in her stuff. So that would make sense for me. Um, uh, in Celtic mythology, the Rowan tree is known as the tree of life and symbolizes courage, wisdom, and protection. However, there is also a non-Celtic legend that a Rowan tree bent over a fast-flowing river so that Thor could grab onto a branch and kept him from being swept into the underworld. Okay, listen. That sounds right up Cassie Clare's alley. Uh-huh. That's some shit. Um, the, the Rowan tree has almost always been tied to some, to symbolism and protection or uh, to the symbolism of protection in general, but especially against witchcraft, fairy spells and enchantments. Hmm. Interesting. So like the tarot cards, like there's all kinds of symbolism happening up in there. Cause they get like, you know, a flower or tree or, you know, whatever. And, and a saying, I think any of those things could come into play, especially given the fact that her thing, her um, like quote or whatever is with me, you are safe. Uh-huh. So. Which I think is for, um, I guess it could be either one, right? Yeah. But to Ash. Yeah. Well, I think this may... The fact that she's mountain ash, I feel like is just a it's it's a thing. I don't I just I love Drew and Ash. I love the idea of Drew and Ash. I think because he fell in love with her through like a drawing. Uh-huh. Right? Like, okay, we don't know that he's in love, right? They're young, but uh-huh. right. But like that was what drew him in was like seeing this picture that she drew and seeing the love that she has like that was what endeared him to her and he's been like obsessing over this girl (laughs) well and he hasn't known that i mean every no person that he's been in their care has basically abused him Mm -hmm. like what you're saying you know he's locked away he's this he's that and he sees some sense of albeit not like the right way, but in Janice taking yeah. care of him. Yeah. He's Janice, you know, is which the is why one. like, and I hate, hate the Janice thing, but I do like it for that reason. That's the one yeah. thing that I'm just like, well, 
if he would have died, like, that would really have left Ash with nothing. So at least he has somebody there that he's comfortable with to, like, protect him or whatever. But I can totally see him arcing evil or him arcing good. Mm -hmm. And I think if he arcs good, Drusilla is, like, the caveat in that. I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be... It's going to be crazy. Okay, so this says... Indicator. Protection from the dead as well as evil spirits makes me think of Livy and the consequences from using necromancy that's already been hinted at by Cassandra Clare. I think Livy will battle with trying not to turn into an evil spirit. She's already almost possessed several people, even though she was horrified and ashamed when she later realized what she was thinking of doing. She caused what felt like a small earthquake and broke a shit ton of stuff trying to fight that urge. I think even if Livy doesn't turn evil, power attracts power and some other spirit, entity, or person could try to corrupt her or tie with temptations of becoming a real person and not just a ghost. Mm -hmm. Maybe Livy becomes jealous whenever she sees Ty and Drew interact in ways she can't, even if she loves Drew. We barely catch a glimpse of how wicked, powerful Livy can become with what she did at the LA Institute and the conservatory. The rest of the Blackthorns, the Carstairs, the Herondales, or even Livy herself might need protection from dead and or evil spirits. Mm-hmm. I can see that And happening. like, Well, because our, which... our Prince of Hells are going to come into play in the Wicked Powers. Samael made it pretty clear he was bringing the the gang back together. The Brady Bunch was was getting together. They were going on a troop. He's like gangbusters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be... I am stressed the fuck out about them having to figure out a way to fight the seven princes of hell. Like, I am not excited about that. So many people are going to die. I have a question for you. Tell me. Given everything you've read up until this point, so your full understanding of all of these players, who, give me your top five, like, POV characters that you're okay with dying in the in the Wicked what? Powers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I fucking said it. Um, Zara. I'm <laughs> okay, they don't have to be POV, but like significant characters. I know what you mean. You're talking about not like I can't just name like Zara and and her dad, right. the cohort, and <laughs> yeah, uh, Belial, right? right? Lilith has to, dude. I'm so okay with it. She needs to go. Sebastian, Janice. Janice is one. He's a point of view character. I want him to leave. I know you mean like, quote, good guys, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Like, quote, our people. Um, (laughs) Tavi. Fucking brutal. Dude, he's just not. He's eight. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> we just have another Max moment. You're like, fuck it. It's fine. It's not that sad. We've killed kids before. No. That would be horrible for Julian and Emma and everybody. Um, <laughs> they already lost Libby. I know. Uh, crap. Why do you hate me? You go first. That's not fair. 
let's do let's go one by one i'll say one you say one. okay how about that um i would be okay with tessa dying if it was satisfying like if she was sacrificing herself like i don't want her just to get like Ugh. stabbed in the back of the head or anything like that like i don't feel like that's a I gotcha. justifi- like a good enough way for her to die she's too important of a character but i think if her death uh-huh meant something or had value or like was specifically like or uh, especially poetic or something i mm-hmm. i think i would be okay with that i feel like there is more Tessa like I would love to see her have a long full life with Jem but even if she didn't get that I feel like I'm satisfied with who she is as a character being complete that it would suck to let her go but I could be okay with it I gotcha that makes sense yeah that was definitely more um put together (laughs) well thought out I'm gonna get a shirt made that says Robin, child killer. <laughs> I just, he's the character that had the least amount of plot in my, I was trying to be 100%, funny. 100%. 100%. <sighs> I don't, um, okay, well, yours made sense, like, uh, I don't know, maybe Aline for the same sort of thing. Like, she's not, she doesn't have that much plot. Like, I know it would suck for Helen. Yeah. But. I Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be sad, but it wouldn't like, uh-huh. I don't know that I would necessarily cry unless uh-huh. we were like experiencing it through Helen's eyes. Like that uh-huh. could make me like lose my shit. But in general, just like yeah. Aline as a, character i'm not like super attached to her so yeah mm-hmm. it's not that i don't like her we just don't see a whole lot of her so it's like yeah. you haven't had the time like the page time to really like sink your claws do in. you think okay sorry i can't i'm not gonna distract you from your task you set to us oh oh it's my turn right okay um uh-huh. oh perfect diego can die i'm over him I've been oh, yeah. I've been over yeah. him since like the first chapter he was in. I'm okay with him dying. Uh-huh. Like yeah, yeah, I... he's he's great. He's a stand-up guy. Great, great, awesome. I don't care. I don't have any emotional attachment to Diego. I gotcha. That's fair. That and I just I feel like he's a hypocrite and he's slimy and I'm not into it. Like sure he ended up doing the right thing, but like it wasn't because like that was his plan all along I feel like he's just the kind of guy that like he just wanted to have like he wanted to have all the like be be, he wanted to be perfect Diego right like he enjoyed that Uh whatever and he didn't really like care and let until it started like affecting personally him you know what I mean like I just Uh I don't know I I'm just not convinced that he's like such a fucking stand up guy. I think he made the right decision at the end, but I don't think he's some fucking amazing hero either. Right. But I also just don't like his personality. <laughs> right. I just don't like you as a person. Yeah. It's it's a hundred percent I'm biased in this situation because I just don't really care for his 
personality style or type. It's not really my 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 dig. I um I don't want him to, but there's a part of me that thinks that Kit might die. This is not a character I would be okay with. Mm-hmm. That's not. Let me just okay. preface that. Okay. But there's, um, I think it's one of those things where it's going to be like the last Herondale, the tie, the everything, like uh. that sacrifice thing that you're talking about. And it'll be difficult because he just kind of jumped into the world as seeing like shadow hunters be like the good guys uh. or whatever. Listen. But I'm afraid. We, Ty can't handle it. End of story. No. He cannot handle losing Kit after losing Liz- Livy. Like, there... No. Okay, so there's this theory. I Okay, I'm not going to distract us. No, I'm going to. Okay, do it. I don't do care, because I want this game to end. Okay. This is not a fun game, and I don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, And I think it, this is from... Alma Berry on Tumblr. Um, okay. And it's about, like, saying... They've brought it up a couple times, like necromancy comes as a cost, right? Yeah. And so, like, there's like a price that Ty has to pay for doing the necromancy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, it says, "What if the only real way to come back to life is severing the bond between them and killing Ty? <gasps> like, in order for Livy to come back, Ty has to die." Ooh, wait, hold on. What if the only way for Livy to be set free and to pass on is for Ty to die? Uh-huh. Ooh. Um like so this also says um um not sure I now we don't think Cassandra Cole will actually kill our boy, but he is in a great danger and it's clear. What if Lizzie's transformation to evil will have an effect on Ty's humanity as well? <gasps> oh. So it's like she's gonna trans like it's that emotional bond thing that we were talking about with the parabro Ty. And then it was like, um, what if, like, in the second Harry Potter, as she grows stronger, Ty grows weaker? Mm-hmm. And what if this is another way that she could take his place? So it's like she'll, like, Livy's going to lose her mind and then end up killing Ty or whatever because she's, like, evil, like, her spirit or whatever. Oh, I don't like that. And then it's of the course that leads us to the last piece of the puzzle, our baby boy Kit. He gave Ty and Livy his mother's necklace. And while that necklace is another part of Ty and Livy's bond, in a way, it adds Kit into the bond. It was his mother's and then his. His blood could be tied to it. So it could be that he may have a part in the special and unfortunate circumstances that may occur. And let us not forget that he is not only a regular human being or a regular shadow hunter. Kit is magical and has special abilities that we have no idea how could actually connect to this. What if he'll be the only way to stop Livy? Which there's another theory and I really wish I could find it so I could like quote the person that said it but there are some people that think that um the livy from thule is going to come over (gasps) and then that livy is going to be able to like take her place or like she's going to die and they're going to have her body or whatever and so that the the ghost livy will be able to like be her because they made it a fact like a thing Uh that that livy was alone yeah like the livy and thule everybody was gone and so she, she was all by herself she she just killed uh, what's his tits? What? Uh, a- Sebastian? No, Ashcroft. Her boyfriend. She murdered her oh, boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, or sacrificed her boyfriend by sealing him into the city of bones. Like she made the fucking tough uh-huh. call. Yeah. I will say this. I am a hundred percent okay with 
the cop-out version of bringing Livy back in terms of like bringing the the Thule Livy back to our world uh-huh. and like letting us have a Livy. I don't want old Livy to possess. I want Thule Livy to be our Livy now because I feel like real Livy or OG timeline Livy, she's she's done, right? Like like her her story is finished, and I, in terms of like her time on Earth, right? Like uh-huh. okay, yeah, we've got to wrap up her her ghost thing. I just I don't want her to be brought back. I, I just feel like it's too easy. Uh-huh. Well, and one of them was going to say, like, that Thule Livy was going to comb over, and then she was going to die, so her body would be unoccupied. Right. So then Ghost Livy could yeah occupy her body, because it's, like, yeah. a perfect match, obviously. Yeah, I'm not into that. I I guess because I, I don't want the necromancy to, to fully work. I, 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 didn't, I, gotcha. I, I didn't want them to, as much as I love... Livy and as much as I understood Mm -hmm. Ty's motivation like we all know that this is a bad idea Uh uh-huh right and and so now we're we're stuck with this situation where that Livy can't really leave Ty because then it it causes him pain if she goes too far if she's gone too long and like there's like all these other factors and stuff that they need to figure Uh out I just I don't want them to figure it out by being able to keep her I want them to have to, like, give her up. Or Ty's going to die. And then right. they'll both be able to pass on. Yeah. But I'm not okay with Ty dying. Right. No. I'm just saying that could be something that happens. Yeah. So. No, I'm not. No. 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 Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I. Okay. Because I. I think Thule Livy is. She's a bam. She's a better character. I said it. I like that Livy version better. I not that I don't love our version of Livy, but she wasn't really uh-huh. given an opportunity to yeah, develop herself. Yeah. I mean, she was in that middle stage. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about where it's like too young to shadow hunt and be a main character and, and to, you know, surrounded by family and other people who get attention. You know what I mean in terms of like yeah. She didn't have to. She was just like, you know, she was in, she was happy and in her family. But Thule Livy had to like, she got a trial by fire. Like that girl like was yeah. forged in the rebellion. Like that's, uh-huh. it's, it brings such a different dimension to her character. I find it fascinating and I want okay, more so of our Okay, so do you like think, <laughs> dude, do you think one of the golden trio mm-hmm. sort of characters is going to have to die? So Alec. Jace, Izzy, Simon, Clary, Magnus. Like, do you think one of them is going to die? Um, I... That's hard. Do I think that it would make sense for the story and overall make a better story? Yes. Do I think Cassandra Clare will do it? No. Um, because I don't think she, she's going to kill fool Jace, right? We're going to kill Janice. Janice isn't going to, going to survive. I, I think uh-huh. he'll, his redemption arc, fool Janet or fool Jace's redemption arc will be sacrificing himself for Ash. Uh, 
Okay. I, I feel like like that's going to be his ultimate like whatever or sacrificing mm-hmm. what he wanted, which was Clary and then going back to Thule or something like that. Whatever it is, he's going to he, that's his going to be his redemption and either he's going to die or he's just going to leave on his own or something. But um, I don't think that she. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't think Cassandra Clare has the balls to kill Cassie or Jace or Magnus or Alec. You mean Clary or Jace? Uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. You said Cassie. Yeah. 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 Clary, okay. or, Clary or Jace. So if anyone's going to die, I feel like it might be a Simon or, or an Izzy, but I don't, I don't think that there's enough weight there for them to, uh-huh. you know, they're not any of the chosen ones. So Right. And I do like, to me, it seems like in my head at first, I was just like, oh, Julian and Emma just left. Like they've been through the ringer. They deserve that their travel year Helen's there to take care of the kids and stuff but like to me it kind of pulls them out of the equation as much as being like I feel like they're going to be like the Clary and Jace were in the dark artifices yeah and then Clary and Jace are going to be more main characters in the wicked powers yeah well because so Drew's going to be really the only one at the institute Kit will be with Tessa and Jem and ties at the Skullamance. Uh-huh. So there's not really a whole yeah. lot of. You have Tavi and Drew and Helen and Aline. No, I know. I just meant because the, the three main characters of the Wicked Powers are Kit, Ty, and Drew. So our, uh-huh. our primary focus is probably not going to be around Julian and Emma and stuff. You're right. They're going to, they're going to play Cassie or Clary and Jace. Um, uh huh. I don't know. I just. I love the the tie and kit thing. Uh-huh. Oh, but I just okay, let's w- talk about Kitty. Fuck it. I just want it to be like I'm over it in the sense of like it's been dragging uh-huh. for a couple books. Uh-huh. Like there needs to be some sort of conclusion to it. But that's why because the weird like. I don't want them to send me a letter. I don't know. And the thing is, it's hard to. It's nice that Kit is able to know that he needs to change his communication when he's talking to Ty. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's hard to communicate or be able to do everything the right way when your brain doesn't function the same way. Sure. So some of it is kind of that, like, I'm tired of the miscommunication arc. Oh, uh-huh. You know, like, that's the thing with um, James and Cordelia. Fuck. Yeah. And it was the thing with, like, you know, <sighs> Clary and, and Jace and Simon and Izzy. And, like, there's always just this miscommunication. And if we'd have to have a conversation, this wouldn't have happened. And, you know, you always say, oh, because plot. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want a different plot device. Yeah. And the same, you know, like, I'm just kind of. And not that their miscommunication or not having the discussion is the same. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you're saying, like, there's always a love triangle, but it's slightly different. Yeah. And so, obviously, Kit and Ties is different because you have, like, that whole... It's a very... It's a good way to show, like, neurodiversity mm-hmm. in that moment. But, like, I just... Like, I'm tired of miscommunication being a plot device. Mm-hmm. Like City of Beds. Yes. So, I want a conclusion to it. And I want the conclusion to be Kitty. Yeah. If that's what both parties are interested in being. But I just, like, I don't... I don't want the first two books being about them trying to be together. And then the third book, they like, like, I want it resolved in the first book. Gotcha. Which won't happen. 
course not. Probably. <laughs> um, I. That's interesting because I I saw my uh, perspective on Kitty's relationship up up until like through um, TDA. I wasn't okay. I was hopeful that they would get together like in a in a real way. Like at least when I was reading it, the way I saw it um, was that like Kit was like realizing his sexuality. So, so uh-huh. for me, it was less about miscommunication and more about like being a teenager and having a crush, but like not understanding your feelings and being scared to say anything and not like, like that teenager, um, mental block where you can't just do the thing. Like, like you can't just say, cause you're just too scared. Like, so, for, so I was reading like their interactions through this viewpoint of neither of them understood their feelings. And so, like, it was more of, like, a breakdown of communication in their own minds and emo- between uh-huh. between brain and emotion versus um, them together. But then at the end, there was that, like, miscommunication where he's like, I fucking told you I loved you and, like, you didn't, like, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I agree with everything you're saying, like, them building on that at yeah, first. which is – plus everything is new to – everything's new to kit anyway yeah the whole shadow world and like he's angsty and like whatever but towards the end and i think there were some stories in the shadow hunter uh, no goes to the shadow market mm-hmm. where it's built more on that like well i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna stay away then and i'm, I'm just gonna go stay with yeah tessa and and jim and i'm just gonna do like just have a conversation and then we don't have to deal with it sure it's kind of the part i'm over sure but I agree with everything you were saying in the first couple books, but it seems like the last one, it's like, it's setting up for that it is. miscommunication plot device. And I just don't want it anymore. It is. I, I get it. Although looking at Kit, his dad was a dick. He's never had a good uh-huh. role model or good relationship with really anyone. He's been isolated and everyone who's ever loved him has left or died. And so as a 16 year old boy, who found a best friend and then had a crush on his best friend and then is like, fuck, like, what if, what if this is not like, I don't want to ruin my friendship. And then, then this thing happens and then he says, I love you. And then he feels rejected. And now he's just like, I I gotta go. Like, I can't, I gotta run away. I understand. It makes sense to me for his character and I understand it. I, I will be frustrated if in the Wicked Powers they don't at least, like, make up on a, like, friendship level immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, like if, if this keeps going where it's like, oh, he hates me. Oh, but, you know, we're both just secretly waiting for the other one to show up. Like, you know, that would be really annoying. I definitely agree with you there. Uh-huh. But... I don't think, like, their relationship... I don't think we're going to get to see that until, like, book three. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with both things you're saying. And not that... The thing is, it's like, I understand everything you just said, and it makes sense. Like, Yeah, but that's not what I we guess. want. I know, and I'm kind of like... <laughs> the books are not written for 33-year-old women. No. Okay? They're not. No. And that's sort of kind of like that part where it's it's not immaturity for their age. No. But it's immaturity because they haven't reached that point where you're just yeah. like, 
F it. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I'm kind of t- like, it's tedious reading it. It is. It is. It is. I. But it's, it's supposed to help people that are 16 and might be having the same things right. come to conclusions and help right. them like with their lives and stuff. Like I've already just reached the uh, sweatpants and F it portion of my life. Right. <laughs> But I know it's not written for our audience, so. True. No, I, I, I feel you. I am worried. I don't know. I'm, I, I want to read this theory from Alma Berry on Tumblr real quick. Um, they're talking about uh, Kitty. Um, it might be all in my head, but I'm scared it'll be another Wessa situation in which the fandom is more enthusiastic about the main couple than the author. Not that I have any reproach for how Wessa was written or that I prefer them or Jessa. I just want Kit and Ty to get a strong and interesting storyline. I don't want them to suffer just for the drama, Clace, or get another uh-huh. terrible miscommunication get another terrible miscommunication love story jordelia i want this series to be just as good if not better than tda i a hundred percent agree i that put my words into um my thoughts into better words yeah. i what like i don't mind if they don't get together right away and if their relation like if they're like they haven't defined the relationship right away like like uh-huh. i don't I don't care about that. I just don't want them to be in two different places. Like I want them to be working together because I think Uh one of the beautiful things about Kitty that makes me so wild for them is how subtle it is. There's, it's not, the tension is not, it's not like overly angsty. It's not dramatic. It's these small, sweet, tender moments that make your heart grow like three sizes bigger and you're just like right he needed a fucking hug and he gave him a hug and he just he just held him (laughs) just sobbing because someone gave someone Uh a hug (laughs) like this is the most yeah silly well especially because both of those characters don't have that sort of affection number one because like you said everything with kit's backstory and number two you get lost in a sea of brothers and sisters without a parent. Uh-huh. But Ty doesn't necessarily crave that kind of affection. Yeah. You know, so it's like it might be something that he doesn't know he's, you know, he's missing or he needs or this sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I'm... I do like Cordelia as a character and I like the backstory and I like the plot and I like the ensemble cast and stuff. So I, I like it still. I still want to read it. I just don't want the last couple excerpts that I read that had to do with characters from TDA, which was in Ghost of the Shadow Market mm-hmm. and kind of the last part with them. It seemed very miscommunication. Like I said, it was getting set up for that and I am not interested in that. Yeah. And plus being with Jim and Tessa's teaching Kit how to like yes get affection and show affection oh. and they are like probably the two best people in the world to have that. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that'll clear itself up. I just don't understand how I wonder if we're going to get an ensemble cast and like how long is Ty going to be at the Skolomance for? I don't know. 
Like, yeah. are we going to have, like, his point of view and then just have him be there and then Drew's point of view over at the Institute and then Kit with Jim maybe and Tessa? Maybe. Um, until they come And, like, together. that's how you're going to see their exploits. But I feel like there's going to be an event in book one that's going to require them uh-huh. all to be, whether it's a, a holiday from school or some meeting uh-huh. or, you know, something. Maybe a, a ceremony, maybe somebody's wedding or, uh-huh. like maybe a clay wedding oh maybe maybe a clay wedding is how they all get together at some point i feel like all of all three of them are going to be in the same place in book one that's going to kind of like gear up there's something that's going to happen that's going to cause them to right. start like investigating and we're going to get you know sherlock and watson again right it's going to be amazing do you have any more theories um i have i have just one thing to say about kit so kit might be my favorite character i mean okay and he has the potential the universe he has the potential or in and like yes like but more than alec <sighs> not right now or you're talking about your favorite character in the tda i mean for sure in tda but overall like i could potentially see kit making a run for alec and i don't know if it will happen, but like I can see it how he like he has the foundation. Because I love how okay. snarky Kit is. I love how we get like he's a a like a 2.0 version of Simon. Right? Uh-huh. Like like he's not he's not nerdy like Simon was, but he does all the pop culture references. He's like he's like, you guys are so fucking backward. Like, what are you doing? And I love that we get to see that in a perspective from someone coming in from the outside and like not being afraid. I agree. I like that he has that outside. So Tessa had the outside version uh-huh. of coming in to the shadow world. Yeah. And so did Clary. Like they have that element or whatever. Tessa skewed by the Victorian standard yep. of whatever. Clary skewed Clary by her selfishness. So exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> self-absorption <laughs> yes where he has that like worldly sort of and the cool thing with that is he it's not like clary and tessa were completely void of knowing yeah anything about the shadow yeah. world he like supposedly thought he had the sight before and was kind of like immersed immersed i guess yeah, in that he, world he with the shadow market it. and everything he knows yeah but then he also had the mundane stuff that came with yep. it and mundane school and all this other yep. stuff so it's nice that um he has that perspective that we've never had before well and he's the only one out of all the people that we've seen come in because like even simon was like like he said shit and he was like this is weird and we got to see a little bit of that from simon in shadow hunter academy where he like stood up for what was right and like went and told Robert that Izzy was like plotting to like, <laughs> you know, whatever she was uh-huh. plotting to do. I can't remember. Mm. Oh, so Simon was, you know, he, we got to see a little bit of that, like, um, kind of stand up dude kind of stuff. But for the most part, he's, he's more obsessed with like either Clary or Izzy, depending on which book you're at. Right. And I feel like uh-huh. Kit is the, only character that we've seen from the outside necessarily that is has no qualms about telling everybody how stupid their shit is 
Like, like he's like, yep. that's ridiculous. You know, like you're uh-huh. an idiot. Well, and it's almost seemed like Simon didn't want to do that because he didn't want to upset Clary. Yeah. And then he kind of wasn't invited. Yeah. Because he was an outsider Monday mm-hmm. before and then he's a vamp. So he's not like invited into the fold and stuff. And so he wasn't there as much except for like everyone's small snarky mm-hmm. sides and like it kind of wasn't his place and he was more in that self-absorption place where he's like okay gotta get with clary gotta get with clary gotta mm-hmm. get with clary okay now ooh, switch switch gears now which girl um, you yeah. know well and and kit is definitely more like he also i think sees that from being friends with downworlders yeah and just being at the shadow the, market yeah. and seeing and this stuff and he's like you guys are like yeah and understanding but um I also think that, like, Kit has the street smarts that Clary was supposed to have. Uh-huh. Like, he's, he's, I don't know. He's just more, like, mature in the way of the world, I think, than any of our mm-hmm. other characters. Even though half of our characters were shadow hunters, But, like, they still, like, were, like, overly, like, like they, they trust the system. Whereas I feel like uh-huh. Kit... I think that's why I relate to Kit. It's because Kit doesn't trust anything. He's like, I don't believe it until I, like, it's physical in my hands. And, like, even then, I only right. believe half of it. <laughs> Which could be another reason why I'm just like, the the miscommunication storyline doesn't make sense. Because the way he is also with all that stuff you just sure. said. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely out of character for him. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's kind of the... <laughs> the beauty of emotions and crushes and stuff you do you act ways right. that you you wouldn't normally what was your wrap-up uh-huh. question sorry oh that's okay i was just gonna ask okay are you more excited for the last book of the last hours or the first one in the wicked powers pretend they were coming out on the same day which would you read wicked first? powers okay i I don't. I was more excited for the last of the last uh-huh. hours, and then researching all the theories and the plot and stuff, and I'm just like, oh my god, the plot thickens Dude. and it thickens and it thickens and it thickens, and there's like all these layers and stuff to where it's like, I was more excited for because I love the Edwardian stuff, oh, and I yeah. love Anna, and I love all the characters and the ensemble casts and stuff. It's totally my jam, but the plot in TDA. And you know it's going to be the same, like heavy. It's going to be wild. And it's going to feel real. And it's going to feel like timely because of the subject Mm -hmm. matter and stuff. And so I I think that like, yeah. And the characters are so, you know, we had a lot of characters to cover in TDA. There was a, there was a big ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. I will say I think Cassandra Clare did a better job with the ensemble in TDA and feeling like everyone really got their own story than I feel like the ensemble in The Last Hours does. Because I feel like the ensemble in The Last Hours is just too big. There's just too many people. Well, I feel like the physical – I don't have them, so I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the physical books are bigger in The Dark Artifices. I don't know because I don't have the physical any of the physical dark artifices books right now. I feel like there's more, yeah, information and more like, which it could just be me binging, but it like it took me. We took a road trip, uh-huh. and we drove from Portland to Crater Lake mm-hmm. to like 
what the hell is that place called? Redwoods? Uh, Roseburg. Oh. In a okay. day. Uh-huh. And I did not get through the Dark Artifices. Like, I had to listen to it over, like, five days. Yeah. I think, I think I it was, like, binged. 25 hours or 23 hours or something. Yeah. I, I binged the last hours in, like, two days, yeah. the second yeah. book. So it's just kind of, like, I feel, I don't know. Or maybe it's just written differently. I don't know. I... I, I don't know. I, I feel like they have a pretty similar character count. Like, I don't feel like the character count is necessarily different. I just feel like the way that they're given attention isn't as mm-hmm. satisfying because I feel like there's just too much going on. That and fucking every, like, half the people's names all sound the same or are the same as somebody else's name. And I'm like, I get, I get it. I get it. People back then named their kids after their friends and stuff. But like, can we just for for clarity's sake and for just like our own, like, can we not call Christopher Lightwood Kit? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. It's just annoying. But you know, we've only had two books in the last hour, so maybe with the third book in the last hours, it will feel like everyone got their own time. Uh-huh. Mostly, I just feel like Anna and Ariadne are getting cheated. Well, I feel like a lot of that ending stuff, like Drusilla wasn't a big character in the first book at no. all. But, you but know, that so was she's like, yeah. as time came on, like they're with with Jaime and, and Drusilla yeah. and, and Kit obviously wasn't a character and and Ty always was. But I think I think it was that thing mm-hmm. that we talked about that she does pretty well is you introduce the concept or idea and then you kind of develop it. So Ty was our first neurodiverse character. So we needed to spend time on explaining the things that he does that might be different and how it fits in and, you know, all the accommodations that they make for Ty and, and this other stuff. So that needed to happen where he was focused on mm-hmm. as much. But I think some of the other characters weren't either. But I also think we didn't need to spend as much time developing Emma, developing Julian, yep. developing um clary and jason and alec and magnus because they were all in the tmi part yeah so we got to spend more time developing christina and mark in his fairy portion yeah because obviously we saw him shadow hunter a little bit in tmi but the fairy part of mark yeah and kieran and those characters got to be developed more and chiseled out because we had already met the other ones previously we didn't know anything about really James and, and Cordelia and accept yeah. that they're offspring of shadow hunters that we know. Right. Yeah. And I think Emma and, and Julian didn't, um, they had growth, right? Like the, the, their characters uh-huh. did have growth, but their characters were pretty solid to begin with. They weren't so mm-hmm. heavily flawed that like it was going to take, a whole series to like have them figure themselves out. They were pretty set in like they had established their roles really young. So it's like, yeah, Uh Julian did have to learn balance and understanding like the, the cost, like to, to everyone, not just your family. Right. It's not just about saving Mm -hmm. your family, regardless of who you have to murder to do so. right? Right. He had to chill the fuck out a little bit. And, and Emma, you know, and him had to figure out the the parabatai thing but really that was the issue it wasn't necessarily uh-huh. like them needing to learn how to be who they are so yeah exactly it was like they felt like more rounded characters to begin with 
So it wasn't mm-hmm. like we had to like learn. Whereas like Christopher in the last hours, it's like we know who he is. We've heard stories about him, but we've only gotten like one small snip of being his POV. And so everything we've learned about him has mostly been telling versus showing. We haven't really gotten to see uh-huh. him in action and see his true personality because he's usually just a, a joke, right? Like, like he's, he's either dusting himself off, you know, because he just blew something up or, or he's not paying attention. And then he says something crazy and people are like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like they, it, they almost make him like a care, like, Christopher's almost like a caricature in the first book and uh-huh. like, like, uh, like Arthur after he came back from fairy, like, like right. just kind of like, do, 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 you know, but he's not like when we get to uh-huh. see him with, with grace, like he has fully functioning thoughts and like, right. So like, I understand, trust me. Amen. I understand when I'm not paying attention and someone says something and I'm like, huh? Like I wasn't like, I was staring at you the whole time, not listening to a word you were saying. (laughs) Yeah. I get that. But I don't know. I feel like he was almost belittled as a character in the, the short stories leading up to, and in the first book that it was just like, we weren't supposed to take him seriously. And then uh-huh. By the time Chain of Iron came around, I felt like now we're trying to take him seriously, but like, I don't know. I feel like we missed the first step. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I think that may account for the reason why I just don't feel like these characters, they weren't as consistent. That's that's what I was searching for. I said all of that to figure out that I was trying to say that I just don't feel like the characters in the last hours are as consistent as the characters in TDA. Uh-huh. Sorry. That took a long time. That's fair. We got there. Next week, I think we're going to discuss the I don't even know what it's fucking called. Hold on. I got to go to Anton's message. I think it's just the secrets of Blackthorn Hall. Yeah. I think which I said like we were debating like always kind of debating whether we should wait for the like the podcast or whatever you've convinced us we're gonna do it now yeah we're we're gonna do it now so we're going to read um up to the current um like from original to current uh the secrets of Blackthorn Hall and we'll discuss it next week so if you have thoughts or opinions or things that you want to talk about let us know yeah, that have to do with those. Read it with us. Yeah. If you, if you want to. Or if you have um, a response about uh, the Wicked Powers theories that, you know, something we didn't cover, let us know and we'll cover it next time. Exactly. Exactly. mundo. All righty, righty. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.